Well, good morning, North Star. Happy 2022. If I've never met you before, my name is Mike. It's an honor to welcome you here this morning. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know where you're watching from, what you got going the rest of the day. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in this morning. Not how we planned on gathering, but it's how we're gathering this morning is uh, online. So next week is our 25th anniversary, January the 9th. Make plans now to be with us. It's gonna be a full house, so you need to make sure and get here early at 9.30 or 11 and get your seat. We got a lot of to, for um, some of our past folks coming back in town, some of our former staff coming back in. It's gonna be a great, great day. Well, I've learned a lot of lessons, 25 years. One of the biggest lessons I've learned is you never know what to expect. We're always getting curveballs. So I remember we were getting ready for our very first Sunday. We finally got a place to meet and we couldn't find anywhere to meet. Finally got a little conference center that opened up. And so we had uh, gotten the main conference room. Then we got some hotel rooms that were gonna be where we put our kids. And on Friday before our first Sunday, they called and said, hey, we need to let you know, yeah, you're not gonna be able to use those hotel rooms. So we had to take part of our meeting space, turn it into kids space, and it was what it was. You just had to make it work. Then at the end of 97, probably May, June-ish of 97, I got a call from the school we were meeting in, North Cobb, going, hey, we've got construction this summer. You guys are going to be out in three weeks. So we had to find a building in three weeks to meet in, which was Vaughn Elementary. And that's been the story of North Star. I get a call this past week. Our building's underwater. Our team came up here, busted their tail. That's why we're online today. All week, getting the building dried out. Things were looking great. Showed up this morning, and we're underwater again. It is what it is, right? What do you do? You get the water out. That's what you do. You start the drying out process. But let me tell you what water won't do. Water will not deter us from the mission we've been called to, small potatoes, small potatoes in the grand scheme. Let me tell you what it makes me do. It fires me up because the mission we've been called to it must be big because everything's coming against us celebrating what God's done and what God's gonna do. So I don't know where you're watching from today. I don't know what you've got going on today, but for these next few minutes, I want you to lean in a little bit. And I want you to hear some stuff we talked about a lot in the early days that are real now that help us be the people that God created us to be in 2022. So would you pray with me? Father, today, we lean into you. You're the, you're the rock. You're the unchanging one. You're the, you're the one that we know can get us through anything, water being one of the smallest things. But God, today, the mission you've called us to is way bigger than whatever we faced, whether it was a building or whether it was space or whether it was uh, trailers or whatever it was back in the day. God, you have been faithful. You're gonna be faithful now. So God, as we talk today about this early DNA from the early church, your followers back in the gospels to today, may we hear a word from you. And Father, that is my prayer, and I pray it in Jesus' name, amen. So I want you to dive in with me. We're gonna be in Luke chapter five. Steve Roach is sort of our historian around North Star. He reached back into the archives and found some of our earliest messages from January of 97. And I thought today, as we kick off this new year, this passage was so 
fitting. So if you've got the app that Daniel told you about, North Star Church Georgia in the app store, it's the easiest way to follow along. I know Cole and Kathy do a great job in the, in the uh, online piece of putting the notes out. But man, I want you to dive in with me today. If I were, if I were meeting with a group of college or high school athletes, I would say, I want you to lean in a little bit. Listen, because I believe there's something in this for you and for me. Luke chapter five, verse one. Jesus just begun his earthly ministry and we pick up the story. One day Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and great crowds pressed in on him to listen to, word, to the word of God. And he noticed two empty boats at the water's edge for the fishermen had left them and they were washing their nets. Time out. They had left them because they had done their job. They had been out, they had done their job, and they, it takes work to finish up a day, right? So they put the boats up, they're putting their nets up. Well, stepping into one of the boats, Jesus asked Simon, its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. He knew that the water would be like a natural amplification system for him to get his, his voice out to the mass of people that were gathered on the shore. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, now, I want you to go out where it's deeper and I want you to let down your nets to catch some fish. Interesting conversation. Simon Peter is a weathered fisherman. He's not a newbie. He ain't picking it up. He ain't got a Zebco Walmart reel. This joker's been doing this for a living, probably down his family line. And now this guy that's a teacher is telling him how to, how to fish. Look at what he said. Master, we worked hard all night and we didn't catch anything. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. Basically what he was saying is, dude, you, you have no idea. We've sweated and worked all night and we didn't catch jack squat. But if you want us to, I mean, I'll appease you. You seem like a good dude. A lot of people are following. We'll do it. Verse six, and this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought the partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. And Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you're gonna be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything. And they followed Jesus. It's an amazing story. You know, I remember the very first time we shared this story at North Star. I was 28, just 28 years old, 28 years of experiences. Well, I've got 25 now on top of the 28. And let me tell you some lessons. We knew then and we felt then, because I'll just say it was crazy to do this made no sense. For a group of people to leave established churches and good churches to go, we're willing to meet in rented space and wherever we can get a place to hang your hat. But we knew the drive to do this was too big. 
So what did we know then that we need to know now? So we had an approach, sort of a game plan of how this worked. Number one, we revisited Jesus' message as we shared this the very first time. In fact, it was Ike that shared it. Our founding pastor shared it. We knew that we had to know and do what Jesus did. Look at what it says. One day as he was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed into him to listen to the word of God. We believe people want to know what God says. We believe then and we believe now that everything we need to know is in this book. And every time we gather, whether it's in our auditorium on Sunday, online on Sunday, at HSM 678, WAVE, in our kids' ministry, wherever it's at, we're going to live out of this because Jesus' message is what matters. And people pressed in. Why? Because there was something different about it. Let me tell you what Jesus' message was laced with. It was laced with hope. That's why the gospel is called good news. His message was laced with hope and people were coming to hear it. And we believe that when you open God's word and you do it in a relevant fashion, that people are dying to hear what God has to say. But the second part of that was, it's interesting. Before Jesus had preached, you had found Jesus out in the communities. He had been out with the people. It wasn't like Jesus set up at synagogue temple A and that became the spot you came and heard him. No, 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 no. Jesus was out with the people in the villages, in the cities, on the streets, and they'd never seen this before. And I remember as we had early discussions in those early days about how we wanted to do, we, we made a we made a decision early on. We didn't want the church to be a place that you just came to. We wanted our church to be a place that we took to where people were. And that's why that whole community focused piece of North Star was true from before we even met. We said, we want to take the church out. We don't want people to have to come to us. And we, we learned it from where Jesus was. And he stirred their hearts because they saw him where they were on their turf. And there were four things he did. I want you to pin these down. These are great to remember. Principles of how Jesus dealt and loved people. And we call them salt, right? Salt. He, he talked about being salt and light. Jesus saw potential in everyone. It's one of the things about him that made him so different as a rabbi. Other rabbis taught you about God. This rabbi was God. And I believe when he looked at people, they knew he saw them differently. He didn't just see who they were. He saw who they could be. Well, isn't that true of all of us? We've had those people that have come along in our lives that didn't just see what everybody else saw, but they saw potential. They saw who we could be. They saw that if our life was yielded to God, what he could do with it. Jesus saw potential in everybody. You know, I think about so many of the encounters that Jesus had with people and God used those people 
the lame man that his friends carried, the paralytic on the mat, and he got up and he began to talk about the one that had saved him. Well, he wasn't qualified to do that. He didn't know enough. All he knew was he couldn't walk. Now he could walk. And Jesus saw that potential in him. Listen to me. He sees that potential in you. And he sees that potential in the people around you. He sees what they can't. And then he gives us that ability to see that in them. He saw potential. Second thing is he accepted people where they were. He accepted people where they were. He met lepers, blind people. Remember, anything that happened to a person back then, they always attributed to sin. Nobody touched a leper. Well, he did. But he never left them the same. So I think it, it, as churches went back in the day, you got your life cleaned up and then you came to church. Well, Jesus sort of flipped that. He says, come to me and I'll clean you up. And so we as a church wanted to be a church that accepted people where they were, but didn't leave them there. We didn't take them through the spiritual car wash and we'll get you out on the other end. And when you're clean, you can come in. No, 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 no. You come in the way that you are and we're gonna expect God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit to clean you up. We're gonna accept you where you are. Well, you feel that, don't you? Have you ever been somewhere that didn't want you? Have you ever been somewhere, you ever walked in a room and went, they don't want me here. Walk in a restaurant if they close at 10, walk in at 9.58, right? If you walk in at 9.58, you will find out very quickly they don't want you in the restaurant, right? They're wanting you to get skedaddle and get out of there. Well, you can feel that same thing at church when you're not accepted. But when you have a group of people that see potential in you, and accept you where you are. And then Jesus loved people in practical ways. That's what I loved about it. He loved people in practical ways. He didn't say, well, here's something to go memorize. No, he healed, he touched, he fed, he met practical needs. And we made a decision early on at North Star that we were going to touch and love people practically. So that's why we serve in concession stands. That's why we partner with schools. That's why we find needs in our community through organizations in our community and we partner with them to meet those needs. Why? Because that's what Jesus did. He loved in practical ways and he touched people with a message of forgiveness. You know what that means? He gave them hope. Your mistakes don't define you. God's got a plan for you. And he can use you. And one of the hallmarks of the early days of North Star was the message of forgiveness. God's not done with you. And he wants to use you. Second thing is we changed our methodology. See, up until this point, sort of the way of doing it was you build a building, you build a big building, and then you put on lots of events all the time, and you just expect people to come. And we went, I just don't think that's it. It's sort of like the disciples felt, like Simon Peter, he said, we worked hard all night, we didn't catch anything. Listen, the question wasn't, is that working hard or not? It is hard work. We just felt like we gotta throw the nets a different way. We gotta throw the nets on the other side of the boat. So for all the people that walked in the doors in 1997, this doesn't seem radical now. 
it was radical. I'm just telling you, it was radical then. People were like, what are you talking about? You're not, you're, you're in rented facilities, number one. You do worship differently. You serve in the community. You mean you serve all week? It's not once a year, no, no, no. It's, it's not a toll bridge. We don't charge for it. We go out and we serve 365. I remember Ike made seven statements in that first message he did on this. I thought were so good that Steve still had in his notes. And I thought they were so relevant to how the methodology worked. See, methods are the game plan. Methods change. The message never changes. So the methods of North Star from 97 to 2022 are very different. But the message has never changed. Listen to some of the methods he said had to change from shallow water, he called it churches. Listen to what he said. They say the phrase, it won't work. Yeah, 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 we've done that. That won't work. Boy, it's easy to begin stuff, isn't it? Isn't it easier for people to tell you what you can't do rather than what you can do? We've never done it that way before. No, no, we don't do it that way. We do it this way. Compared to others, we're doing okay. We're doing all right. We're holding, we're holding our own. We're treading water. We're good. We're not ready. You know one of the lessons I've learned? You're never ready, are you? Are you really ever ready? If you wait to get ready, you ain't ever gonna do anything. You're gonna be waiting and you're gonna miss the window. I remember, so we laid out our game plan. So a typical church now, you would say you need six months to a year to roll out a service. I left my former church in November of 96. I had finished at his church in October of 96. Our other staff members were at other, we had eight full-time staff when North Star started. They were at other churches. So November of 96, the game plan of North Star really began to develop. So we were gonna launch, we thought, well, at least we can go to Easter. We'll get all our resources together and we'll start at Easter. And I remember being in a meeting with a group of people that were interested and one of the guys raised his hand. He said, if I give you $100,000, would you start January 5th, 1997? We prayed about it. We said, yes. We had no idea what that meant. We had to figure out how to launch a church in a little over a month. You know what I learned though? We wouldn't have been ready at Easter. I'm glad we went on and did it. It's easy to say we like the way that things were. Well, that's easy, isn't it? We liked how it used to be. What will others say? What are other churches gonna think? What are people gonna think? So I think back to those days now. Our critics were not people in the community. People in the community were like scratching their head going, so you're telling me you're serving no strings attached? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just tell us what you need. We'll take care of it. Our critics were other churches back then. Not now, back then. But if we had worried about what they were gonna say, we would have never started. We're gonna throw numbers at you next week. You're gonna be blown away at what God's done over these 25 years. I'm so glad that group of people didn't listen to what other people said and what's it gonna cost? What's it gonna cost? How much is this gonna cost? How much is this gonna run us? I know we need to do it, but how much is it gonna cost? 
I remember being in an early prayer gathering in November of 96, maybe in early December. We were on, on our knees at a, a home of Bruce and Susan Caldwell. It was about 20 of us. One of our leaders who was a businessman at the time, he's retired now, I remember him saying, how can you put a price tag on a soul? I'll never forget it. You can't. That's why you gotta do whatever it takes. So what was our new way of doing it? We're gonna go out fishing where they are. We're gonna go into our community, into our schools, into places of business, and we aren't expecting people to come here. We're going there. We're going out. We're going fishing where they are. We don't go fishing in our building. We could go fishing in our building now because we have lots of water, but typically we don't fish in our building. We fish out there. That's what we do. I love what Jesus said. Now go out where it's deeper and drop down your nets. Get out in the community and go fishing. Point number three is we instilled a team mindset. We instilled a team mindset. These guys began to holler saying, we can't do it. Y'all gotta bring your boats out. And they all filled up their boats. You know what I think is interesting about the story? Jesus didn't bring in the fish. They had to go get the fish. They had to get them out of their boats and get them in their net, out of their nets that were ripping and to haul them in. There was a great principle learned from that. Every one of us plays a role in this. The, the phrase back 25 years ago was, every member's a minister, meaning we all have a part in the story. We can't do it without you. So back then we had eight staff. Now we have close to 40. Mike, that's a lot of staff. Yeah, but in a given month, we'll have four to 5,000 people that call North Star home in a given month. 40 can't do that. We need everybody grabbing their nets to go fishing. If the pandemic did anything to us, can I just be honest? It dried up volunteers. It got easy to sit because we watched every Sunday and other people took care of it. Can I tell you what's gonna happen in 25? I need you to grab a net. I need you to help get us out fishing and get the fish out of the boat so we can go get more. I need you. I need you holding doors. I need you in kids' classrooms. I need you in parking lots. I need you serving in our building. I need you serving in our community. Why? Because the mission is too big. The one thing we've lost over these years is it's got, because we got more stuff now, it's been easier, but we don't depend on people like we used to. Because we got, we got, Money, we got stuff, we got a building. Back then, we didn't have any of that. We just had people. That team mindset was huge. We knew them. Listen, the church was not a building. That's why this water, it is what it is. Am I upset about it? No, I'm not upset. I'm sad about it because our team busted their tail all week cleaning this building. I'm sad about it. But the church isn't. 3413 Blue Springs Road. You're the church. You're the church. You're the people that we latch arms with each other and we get the job done. 
That's just how it works. Back, back in those days, we had four 32-foot trailers, and we had one utility van that if you saw it in your neighborhood, you would put your children away. I would just tell you that. It was a creepy old van that hauled all our signs that we had to put out, our sandwich board. That was my job every Sunday. putting out sandwich board signs. Four Bubba's could have driven off with North Star. North Star wasn't a building. North Star was the people. You know what I love about this? Here's what's different in 90, from 97 to 2022. Now we know it's not just North Star that catches when we all go fishing. It's all of the churches. I'll tell you this right now. Freedom, I'll just name a few. Freedom, Cedar Crest, North Metro, Westridge, Cobb Vineyard, First Kennesaw. I'll just take the ones right around, Burnt Hickory, right around us. We're all fishing together. It's not about one of us. It's about what we're fishing for and who we're fishing for. And now it's not a team mindset of just our little individual little C church. It's all of us. This morning when I posted this online, the first messages I got, to be honest, weren't from our staff. They were from other pastors in our community going, tell me what I can do to help. What can we do to help? Why? Because we're all in this thing together. We're all fishing for a bigger reason. We're not fishing to get them to North Star. We're fishing to get people into the kingdom. There was a team mindset. Finally, number four, we worshiped a mighty God. We worshiped a mighty God. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, oh Lord, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. It's interesting, isn't it? That's an interesting response. What's interesting about it was he wasn't going, gosh, Jesus, what am I gonna do with all these fish? He knew the calling was bigger. 25 years ago when God birthed this vision in our hearts, we could not do it. We could not do it. I had a three-year-old son a wife that was pregnant. It made no sense. I had a job offer in Dallas, Texas at a massive church doing what I knew how to do, which is student ministry. And I would have made more than I ever dreamed I could make. I remember looking at that offer and thinking about starting, not knowing if we could get paid and going, I gotta do that. You know, as you live life, Max Lucado said this, we look back in life. There's been a lot of mountaintops, but there's been a lot of valleys. But when you get 25 years away, you remember the mountaintops. You don't remember the valleys. You know what it causes me to do? It causes me to drop on my knees and say, Jesus, why did you choose us? Why did you choose us? Why'd you move to Ackworth? Why'd you move to Kennesaw? Why'd you get on my baseball call on Monday from Sacramento, California and get connected in online? Why did that happen? Because God wants to use you. Long after I'm gone, long after this building is here or not here, 
the call to go fishing will still exist. So as we start 2022, I'm not asking you what your goals are. There's plenty of people that'll do that. I'm not asking you what your one word is. All those are great things. Here's what I'm telling you. I need you to grab a net. I need you to go fishing. Because the burden is bigger. 89% of our community, they're not in one of those churches I listed. They don't go to church on Sundays. It's not relevant to them. How are they gonna find out? When we go where they are. When we serve them where they are until they say, why will we open up our building for a, a North Paulding football banquet? And people walk in the door and say, man, I like that church. And then their life hits a wall and they show up. We're going to do it different. And our methods that worked 25 years ago may not work now. But we're going to fix it. We're going to change it. Mike, is North Star doing great? Doing better than we've ever been doing. But I'm gonna tell you, the call that God's put on us is bigger than it's ever been. Are you in? You gonna come live sent with us? I'll take five. I prefer 500. Because if we do that, did you know that God could do more in one year than he's done in 25 years? Because we got more people. We are where we are today because a a group of about 30 people got it. They bought it and they lived it. We're here where we are are today because 12 disciples, 11 actually, got it and they turned the world upside down. What could God do with a church of 4,000 that got it? We could go catch fish and change not their life, their eternity. Would you pray with me? Father, I can't wait to celebrate next weekend what you've done and where we're going, but God, I can't get past today. You knew we were going to be home today. This was, nothing surprises you. Nothing surprises you. Just surprises us. But God, we lean in to you today. You look at us and say, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. But God, I can't. No, 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 no. You can. I'm not qualified. I, I know. But I am. I just need you to go fishing with me. Father, my prayer is today we call the church of North Star to be the people you created us to be. We never dreamed we wouldn't be in a room together this morning. But God, thank you for technology. We're in more rooms than we could even get in this building. Father, maybe some people listening today took 2021 off. Today they go, I'm back in. You can count on me. The mission is too big and the cause is too great. God, stir our hearts today. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen.